Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Sound familiar, Al? Oh, yeah. <laughs> feel like I'm back there. I, I don't know why, but then I did not know he was a musician. I didn't know that. But A, it doesn't surprise me. No. B, that this is the type of music he plays doesn't mm-hmm. surprise me. And C, that he's working the room oh. as he's doing it is the most Jeff Goldblum thing. He's got ever. all that apartments.com money, all that Priceline money. <laughs> By the yeah. way, those the are apart- those are that's real. That's he had Super Bowl ads. He's in the Super Bowl ads. Yeah. I mean, he is the face of apartments.homes.com, whatever it is. Um but yeah, so taking this back to yesterday, every time the music was playing, as you could tell, this is good like background music, you're doing your thing, whatever. I feel like drinking a martini as yeah. I listen to that. Yeah. It's kind of had that vibe. Sure. The vibe was very much that. And then it's like, all right, the music stops. He grabs a mic. And I'm like, I was most interested sure. when he stopped and grabbed a mic. I thought of you yesterday. So I thought of Emily because of the trivia or the, the questions that were around some of the movies and everything else. I thought of you because as I'm pulling up to this place, Michelle tells me, she's like, hey, probably going to have to park valet. Ugh. And I'm like, all right, you know what? The world's not going to end. Might. <laughs> I have like a, I have a, I'm definitely taken around before I park valet. Like I, I, I need to see if we could squeeze in here to one of these meters <laughs> or if there's a lot, you know, two blocks down or something like I that. As long as that. she's okay, yeah. I'm, I'm going to, we're taking a lap. And by the way, West Hollywood, not exactly an area on sunset where you could just. Oh, hard to lap, hard to right lap here. in West Hollywood. That's not happening. Yeah. So I go to one lot, and it was $2 an hour. And I'm like, oh, this is great. Full. Okay. So I get out of there. I basically just now decide I'm going to go park valet. As I'm going to park valet, we've never been into this venue before. Um, there's a meter. And I'm like, all right, read the meter. The meter is basically seven pages long, right? They're going to find a way to get your ass with these meters. Yeah. Three to five, this, that, this, permit, blah, blah. But I look, and I'm like, all right, it's two-hour max. So we're going to probably be there for about two and a half hours, how long the show is going to be. Got there at 8. It's probably going to go to, let's say, 1030 or so. So I'm like, do I roll the dice here? It, in West Hollywood and in most of these areas, if they can put a – if they could get you – They're getting you. They're, they're gonna funding the city you. through parking tickets. They are going to get you. But here's the decision that I have to make. $4 or 25 at the valet? Mm. Knowing, knowing that I could also risk getting a ticket. Yeah. That's going to be another 75 and if I do it. you're waiting for the line at the valet after the show's over. Yeah. So Michelle is like, don't take the chance. Just park valet. And I like sat there. I was already, I was already parked. I already parked in the meter spot. And I just sat there thinking about it. I'm like, you know, Brian, sometimes you got to take chances in life. What? Took the chance. Did the two hours. And uh, came out to my car. Nothing on my car. Oh, you made it. Only thing that it. was there was the red that just kept going <laughs> yeah. off in the oh, meter yeah. of like, hey, you're, you're over, buddy. You're yeah. over. So I paid four dollars instead of twenty five. Twenty five was like my twenty five is my max threshold. If I twenty five made me circle the block. But it's the perfect price point for them because you did the math, you took the chance. I would have never taken the chance. I would have paid the twenty five and just said, You're not yeah. you're not getting me for a hundred on the parking ticket. That, like I, know, I'm not doing that. There is a 
parking meter person right now driving around West Hollywood saying, I'm going to find your ass next time, Selima. <laughs> um, I'm going to find your ass. If you ever find yourself in that situation again, you're in West Hollywood, you're looking for a parking space. Drive I think home. that Yeah, that, that too. <laughs> uh, take the bus. <laughs> take an Uber. But um, no, um, the West Hollywood Library has a lot of parking and it's a okay. very low fee. Um, and you can usually get your things validated there. So I go there to swim. And fantastic. So if anyone out there is looking, West Hollywood parking garage is actually pretty solid. Well, and I thought about you because you always talk about how much I you despise it. paying I valet. It. I'm okay, but give me, can I get 10 or 15? Like 25 25 is like, a lot. 20, 25 a lot. is a lot. But if it, in West, like for instance, in where I live, you don't have to work too hard to find something. You can always find something. So the yeah. price point for me is zero where I live. I'm, I'm going to find a spot on my own. Yeah. On the west side of town, oh, no, it's a totally different animal. Different. I, and, and I'm a chicken to get in a ticket. This is important. we got to go to Simi Valley and Rick. Rick, you're on with Travis Lee. What's going on? Hey, guys. Thank you. Thank you very much. I have a, a really embarrassing story about, um, you guys were saying about Frito pies. Yeah. And uh, I we used to call them, back when I was in Little League, we used to call them pepper bellies. Oh, sure. And, yeah, so uh, I'd go to a baseball game, and my mom used to um, work in the little food shack, uh, <laughs> you know, volunteer. And so I would I would usually get like two, and oh, wow. um, one one day uh, one day I was staying after the game because we only lived like two blocks away from the park, so I had a couple. My mom went home, and later on, and and within a few minutes, I I came I came down with this excruciating abdominal pain. Wonder why? Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> Must have been, yeah. been something really, you drank. <laughs> and it was it was so bad that I barely could. I barely made it home walking like two blocks. And then they, they, they took me to the emergency room, my mom, and um, in excruciating pain the whole time. Like, didn't know what was going on. And they took an – I can't believe I'm saying this on the air, but they, they took an X-ray, and there was a giant gas bubble that they could see on X-ray pressed up against my ribs. <laughs> and uh, it was – it was just terrible, but when you guys were when you guys were saying about those uh, those things and you know Frito pies, really have you yeah. have you had a Frito pie slash pepper belly since then, Rick? Well, not not in that form. Uh, my mom makes my mom and my wife make killer chilies, so we always you know in two different versions. My my wife is from Mexico, so she has her version. And um, so, yeah, I still do Fritos and cheese and onions and, yes. and sour cream and stuff like that. But, yeah, that was uh, it Play was it brutal. safe. I was in, <laughs> Be I careful was out there. Serious, yeah, it was serious, serious pain at that. I was like 11 years old. I, I'm glad that you made it through, Rick. I'm glad that the treatment was just getting rid of the gas bubble. That, that's very good that we didn't need to have some sort of intervention. Was going there. Um, look, yeah. Rick, just one is the proper amount of Frito pies. <laughs> Yeah, I I was a big kid, so um, I, w I was a big kid for my age. I, I and so I always I always had extra. So yeah, that, that was <laughs> good my for you. Look, I, I could certainly relate. Thank you, uh, thank you, Rick. It's I, I too was one of those. I'll take another one, and that's when my mom would go, "No, he won't take another one. That's 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 fine. He's had enough." And I'd look at like, "What are you doing? If one's good, two's better." She turns out mom kind of knows. mother is this mom 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 knew what she was getting into um did you see the video that was going around not of yamamoto and otani speaking spanish which was awesome i think i here you go this that that here's that
Fanáticos. Fanáticos. Sí, fanáticos. 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 Buenos días, fanáticos. Sí. Llama. Hey. Buenos días. Buenos días. Buenos días. There you go. Buenos días, people. So that's Teoscar Hernandez trying to teach Otani and Yamamoto how to say good morning fans in Spanish. There's um, another 500 jersey sales, <laughs> 500,000 jersey sales right there. Well, I just, I like that Hernandez is almost kind of it's bullying awesome. Yamamoto into no, <laughs> buenos días. Like he's like, say it. He's, he's a little aggressive. I like it. Um, so there was that. But okay. a day or two before that, a, another video that the Dodgers put up was of Yamamoto's first bullpen. At Camelback Ranch. And Dodgers getting ready to play their first game in less than an hour here. Um, Slee, I've watched a lot of baseball. Okay. I've watched, and I've seen guys that are just like, you know, you see Verlander, you see Otani, you see, you see, you know, Kershaw and these guys, and, and they're amazing. They're Hall of Famers and, and all of this sort of stuff. I don't know if I've ever seen what Yamamoto was doing. You couldn't even see the ball coming in until it was about halfway there. And then it was just this blur that was making the catcher's glove snap over and over and over again. So I did a, a Yamamoto rabbit hole, started reading about this guy. And I know that he was the best pitcher in the Japanese league. I know that he was integral to their success in the World Baseball Classic. I know that all of the major league teams were on him to try to get him to sign with their organization. I did not know that he was the three-time defending most valuable player in the Japanese league. I did not know that. And, look, he's a pitcher. He's going to break eventually because they all do. You know, Kershaw, broken. Walker Bueller, broken twice. Otani, broken twice. May, broken twice. They break. It's just it's the price of doing business. But I'm not so sure that if they get two or three or four years out of the front end of this guy and he's doing what I just saw and if he's even – close to what the 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 tails are like if this isn't the thing that they did this offseason that's actually the biggest difference between them winning the world series and i know otani's gonna hit his 40 jacks he's going to right if he's healthy he's gonna hit 40 home runs mm-hmm. but if this dude shows up and is mvp level good i mean he was the mvp three times in a row in the second best league in the world that's not nothing that's an extraordinary player that is kind of a oh yeah we got him too you know what's crazy is, and, and the, the last thing that you said is, I think, the most important thing. When Shohei Otani signed with the Dodgers, he puts out his post on Instagram. It was the the day before that everybody thought, hey, is he on his way to Toronto? Remember all the stories that Shohei sucked up so much air from the room that no matter what happened after that was going to be a side story. Mm-hmm. And I think Yamamoto is a perfect example of it. Yamamoto, I was trying to make the case that, hey, I don't think he's going to sign with the Dodgers. Why is he going to share some of this, not even share, be kind of in the shadow of Shohei, at least for now, maybe in a year, two years, whatever the case is, that's different. And Yamamoto's get. I kept saying to myself, I'm like, why doesn't he just go to New York and he's going to go get the New York market? He's going to go, get, whether it's the Mets or the Yankees, you get your own shine. You're still going to get the same amount of money, blah, blah, blah. I didn't know he won what you just said. I didn't know he was that dominating in that league. I know that's a real league too. It's important to to, to quantify that. That's a real league. That's not college baseball. No. That's not you know some, minor leagues. It, it's no, it's a real league with major league caliber players sure. in it. And and I didn't know he was that dominant there. I didn't know that he won you know the equivalent of the Cy Young Award or the Most Valuable Player three of those in a row he's only 25 years old (laughs) there is probably going to be a point at this at some point this year where there's so much attention on Shohei Otani 
and Otani is going to have these unbelievable highlights and something's going to happen and everybody's going to be watching it on X and everything else or Twitter. Yamamoto is going to have times where we're going to sit there and that dude just strike out 12 in a game and look like it was <laughs> like he's playing catch. nothing. Yeah. And, but but don't don't you agree that that's going to be a more interesting story than I think Shohei? And I only say that because I've seen Shohei that's do it. it here for that, six that's years. That's why Shohei Otani has six years in Major League Baseball. That while it's still I don't mind-bendingly crazy what Otani does, we've seen it. Y- Yamamoto's new, and Yamamoto is is going to pitch this year. We won't see Otani for another year. And if he goes out there and does something like this, I, I really do feel like. The, the money that they spent on him, the money that they spent on Otani, that this is going to be the best money you could spend because, and we can talk about this coming up next, Lee. The Dodgers are doing in Japan what they did in the Caribbean in the 60s and 70s. They're, they're, they're ahead of the game in a place where there are nothing but capable players, mm. and they've already staked their flag in a way that I think everyone else is running to catch up on. Plus, um, I don't know what this means, but I'm excited. Kirk is catching a few strays. Kirk Morrison. Oh, yeah. Oh, good. Let's go. Yeah, I don't know. We're going to find out next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. <laughs> the Autumn Wind is a Raider. Such a great song, such a great poem. It's just, it's amazing. But the reason we're playing it... It sounds, by the way, also a lot better in like September. Oh, yeah. And then you get... As the season progresses, what's, you just don't see the Raiders. What's the first thing, you, other than the Raiders, what's the first thing you think of when you hear this? Like, is there a specific person? Al is Davis, there, but uh, that's Raiders. NFL Raider. films, yeah. and who's the big guy on the Raiders? They shot him from below, and it's just like, he looks like this giant. I'm blanking on who this person is. Well, it could have been Art Shell. It could have been Ted Hendricks. It could have been... I Art Shell. Uh, anyway. I mean, it could have been a, a bunch of Lyle Alzado. There was a bunch of guys. Al Davis in that Raider jacket. and That's um, number one, mm-hmm. followed really closely by John Madden. Yeah. Like, I, yeah. I, think, I think of John yeah. Madden on the sidelines in the 70s with that song playing the reason we're playing it today is because FanDuel did our boy Kirk Morrison dirty what the heck FanDuel (laughs) what's going on here Kirk who of course played nine years in the NFL the majority of them with the Oakland Raiders got done dirty by FanDuel FanDuel sent out a tweet that said, uh, Emily, do you want to read it? Yeah, it says, the tweet says, it's kind of like this trope that you're using right now on Twitter. It's getting popular. So it's, name a forgotten linebacker in NFL history. And it says, I'll start Kirk Morrison with a picture of Kirk when he was on the Raiders. <laughs> and then Kirk 
quote tweets and responds, never thought I would catch a stray on a Thursday. I think this is a compliment, right, FanDuel? FanDuel, who, you know, a lot of people play, uh, you know, with FanDuel. Follow on Twitter, yeah. Just immediately, name a, for, forgotten is the troublesome word, yeah, right? Yeah, what the heck? Like, if you said old school, or a guy you remember, or, uh, you know, somebody who wasn't an all pro. Do you know how many linebackers they could have picked? <laughs> forgotten. Kirk Morrison. My man, Kirk, do not let them Pieces do you like this. The fiercest linebacker to ever play the game. That's right. And, by the way, maybe one of the nicest people I've ever met in my no, entire that, that life. Part, <laughs> that part is definitely true. Um, he he sent me a video on his birthday of him. He was this close to Taylor Swift. Oh, really? Because he, he was interviewing uh, Travis Kelsey, I believe, for uh, oh, yeah, radio. Oh, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. he was yep. right there, and he was this close to Taylor Swift. And I was like, Kirk, that's so cool. So, Kirk, I don't forget about you. You're amazing. Come on. Daniel. I've got your back, Kirk. I, I you were not forgotten Part of the in Rams my radio broadcast every time during the NFL season he's traveling somewhere doing something well, forgotten. Okay, he's not listening, right? Because that's Obviously. really funny. <laughs> that's the person that they picked is awesome. And like he said, it's it, it's a compliment. So, stay strong, Kirk. 52 forever. <laughs> so good currently Kirk is perfect i know right that's the perfect person for what they're going for but that's what they went with that's not cool that's my friend, my friend you don't too. get to you don't get to do that to my guy bastards <laughs> that's no good at all um yamamoto's here otani's here yeah the next big thing this guy named roki sasaki who is, I believe he's 21 years old. Okay. He throws 102 miles an hour. Sure, why not? He is the best pitcher current. Now that Yamamoto's gone, he's the best pitcher in the Japanese league right now. And the rumors have already started that he's making, uh, you know, love eyes at the Dodgers. That he he's, he's looking over there like, hey, I might want to go hang out with those guys. Uh, the Japanese rules, they have to post him before anybody could go get him. But we're already talking about that. But he could be available next ne season. Next season, potentially. Now, it, it's not a sure thing, but potentially, I believe he's a member of the Chibalot Marines. Mm -hmm. So if the Marines posted him, uh, then it's somebody could claim him. Right. And and everybody would try and then he could it would be like when Otani chose the Angels. It would be okay. a similar situation to that. Um, so they might get him. The Dodgers also kinda were way ahead of the curve when they were one of the first teams to dip their toe into the Japanese player pool with Hideo Nomo a million years ago. Mm -hmm. Right. And and Nomo was a sensation. Yeah. He 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 was the rookie of the year and he was a high level major league pitcher for a period of time. And then we, all the other great Japanese players that came through, whether it's Ichiro, Ichiro and, yep. you know, we all know those guys. They kind of went over. But the Dodgers are doing in Japan right now what the Dodgers and the Baltimore Orioles did in the 50s, 60s, and 70s, which is they went down to the Caribbean. They went down to Latin America, and they established an identity in those places that were loaded with talented baseball players, and they developed those baseball players, and a, a generation of Caribbean and Latin talent – wanted to play for the Dodgers or the Orioles. Guess who the best teams through the 60s, 70s, and 80s were? They were the Dodgers and the Orioles. Mm. It's not a coincidence. They had a pipeline of talent that was coming through there. They built academies in places like the Dominican Republic to develop talent, to say, okay, we'll take him, we'll take him, we'll take him. These kids are fighting to get into these places. Now, that's not what's happening in Japan, but they're doing the same thing a different way. They're branding themselves as the place that great Japanese players come to. 
and they got the best one in Otani. They have maybe the second best one we're going to find out in Yamamoto. And if those guys hit in Dodger uniforms and everybody in Japan is watching every Dodger game and consuming Dodger content, to give you an idea, this year, Mm -hmm. the Dodgers have been Googled twice as much in Japan as they have in the United States. What? Yes. Hmm. In Japan, the Google rate is twice as high as it is in the United States for the Dodgers. So there will be another Yamamoto. There will be another Sasaki. I don't know if there's going to be another Otani, but there'll be other great players. And if they grow up wanting to be Dodgers because the Dodgers planted their flag there most prominently most recently, forget it. I, I don't. You know, it's kind of funny. I, I get the angle of that. I don't know if I want to give the Dodgers credit of planting a flag in Japan. I think I'd give the Dodgers credit for running a really good organization that when the time came – for Shohei Otani to pick where he's going to plant his flag for the next X amount of years, the Dodgers just made the most sense because of all the things that they've done over these last 10, 11 years. you got to keep in mind, the Dodgers wanted him twice before, and he wanted the Dodgers. It just logistically, it couldn't work out. There wasn't a designated hitter at the time in the National League, Mm -hmm. so he couldn't come and do both. But can can I give you an example? Let's say the Dodgers, I mean, part of his contract had Andrew Friedman in there. Hey, if something happens to mm-hmm. Friedman and uh um, Oh no no, that that's a huge part of it. But what what I'm saying is that if over these last five years, while Shohei Otani was sitting in Anaheim and had no chance of making the playoffs, the Dodgers were a a mid level team. They were just an average team. I don't know if Shohei signs, which then gets Yamamoto here and everything else. I think it's we gotta give them I think more credit for the You've built something. You're basically a hundred wins every single year. You got a legitimate chance, and then you have all the other reasons, the ties to Japan. Yeah. I think I told you when I was in Tokyo um, this past summer, there are two hats being worn. Now it's different. There's a style to it as well, where yeah. it's Dodgers and Yankees are being worn. LA, New York. And I don't think they know who Gavin Lux is and know what his. <laughs> they, they do now. Well, th- now they do, <laughs> but I, I, I think there's, I think there's a little bit. It, it actually is just a compliment towards how well the Dodgers have been run to lay the foundation for some of these players to come. Also, this came out earlier this week. The Phillies offered more money to Yamamoto, right. and Yamamoto was a fan of the Dodgers, obviously pro- a fan of playing with Shohei Otani, but that. Something like that, where these kids are going to be fans of the Dodgers. They might take less money, likely not, but might take less money to come to play for the Dodgers if it's it's a good deal. As long as it's close. This is not unlike what the Yankees did back in the the 30s, 40s, 50s, and 60s, where before there was a draft, you just kind of could, teams would go around and you wanted to be on the Yankees. There's a reason Joe DiMaggio followed Babe Ruth and Mickey Mantle followed Joe DiMaggio. (laughs) It's because. Where do I want to go? I want to go there. And it's not because they were and they were good. Lakers. That's a huge part of it. The Lakers, it's yeah. that's the place that the best guys go. That's where legends That's where legends mm-hmm. are made. That's where it goes. They don't go to the Kansas City Royals. They don't go to the Minnesota Twins. Mm-hmm. And that's what the draft is supposed to do is to disperse that talent, but this international stuff is totally different. Mm. It's a totally different way to to collect players and the Dodgers have and, become and, the brand. And everyone has had a shot. I mean, think of the Think of the teams that were in the running for Yamamoto. It was every big market team that you could think of. You think if the Phillies, if they could have offered 300 mil, if the Red Sox at the end, the number wasn't the issue. It was where does he want to play? And where can you win, like you were talking about as well. Mm -hmm. They've got it cranked up. Now all I have to do is not go blow it. 
And I mean that as both a joke and I mean that as the most legitimate, straightforward fact in the world. Yep. Now you have to actually go win your hundred or so games and then do the thing. And that even you if you do the hundred, do. doesn't games, matter. Nobody's going to care. No, until no it'll be starts. fun to watch. But yeah. when it okay, it's zero zero. Here comes Arizona again. They won eighty four. Yeah. Now what? And you lose the first game two to one. Put the Padres in there. Can Padres sure, get eighty four? Pa- well, Seventy four. No, not eighty four. <laughs> Give 84. the Padres. 84. It's probably going to be Colorado this year, or the Giants, or Everyone's some other just team. Just go in through the it. West. And now all of a sudden you're down one zero, and because you got three hits, it's like okay, now what? That's when you need your Yamamoto, your Glasnow, your rebuilt it's Walker. Freddie Freeman slides in the first and gets gets a hit. Wasn't great. Factor cap coming up next is Travis Lee, seven ten ESPN. Is your vehicle ready? Is it ready for service? Are you due for your general maintenance tune-up? It's time to get those wipers replaced. That's something you got to get done around here. That sound is the absolute worst. So you can get that fixed. You can get that taken care of when you go to Valvoline Instant Oil Change because it is the home of the 15-minute drive-through oil change. For over 30 years, Valvoline has provided quick and convenient automotive maintenance services for busy people just like you. I actually sent my daughter Kelly in there the other day. Her her wipers needed to be replaced, and she doesn't know how to do it. And I wasn't going to send her to go buy something. Like, go into Valvoline and get this done in, out, 15 minutes, down the road like a nascar pit crew working on her car and she was done and while she was there we did the rest of it too right oil changes tire rotations transmission care so many other things at valvoline just pull up drive in and drive out in about 15 minutes over 80 locations ready to help you get your ride ready for the road in no time so visit socaloilchange.com for locations and game-winning coupons off of your next valvoline instant oil change This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Hey guys, hey welcome, Berg. Hi. Uh, we still have uh, we have sign of, signs of life from Jorge. He did text us. He texted me a well. He texted me Shoyotani saying hola. So uh, <laughs> clearly, maybe I don't know if uh, baby boy is here yet or not. But um, shouts out to Jorge, Brenda. Countdown. Good Countdown. luck. Um, hope that baby is healthy and happy as, as and the mom too. All right. So what I'm gonna start with is 
This do you guys know who Bridget Mendler is? I do not. No. No. Okay. So it's okay. She was a Disney Channel star back kind of like at the cusp of when I stopped watching Disney Channel. So I was aware of her, but I wasn't like it wasn't like Vassal Raven or like Hillary Duff where what, I like, do you know what show she was on? Good luck, Charlie. Oh I Oh. Riley yeah. loved it. So did Kelly. Yeah. I can I can speak to Good Luck Charlie. Go yeah. ahead. So Good Luck Charlie uh, was her main show. She was also in a movie called uh, Lemonade Mouth. So those are the two main things. That was Bridget- she the big sister in Good Luck Charlie? Yes. Okay, I know exactly who she is. Look at exactly. you, Trav. <laughs> All right, so Bridget Miller has a fascinating life, okay? So she was on Disney Channel. She was an actress from the age of 13. She was put on Good Luck Charlie when she was 17. So she was a young woman when she did that. And so then after, you know, so we've all heard the things that happened to, you know, kids that start early in the business. Like what? But <laughs> she, Everyone's always normal. She went from Disney sensation to she dropped a couple albums of her own music that is fantastic. She has bangers. She has this one called Hurricane Fantastic. So the, so even as an artist, she's really good too? Mm-hmm. Yeah, outside okay. of just the Disney world. Okay. And then she kind of disappeared. She kind of got off the map. She released this music, kind of like took a step back. Then she got a degree from Harvard. Whoa, wow. And sure. like, I want to say it's like um, aerospace engineering. That's it. Then she went on to be a CEO of a space company. Sure. Kind of wow. like Elon Musk, but what? like a different but version. She's gotten married. One. She's had a. She adopted a foster child, a four-year-old foster child, and now she's planning to release new music. Sure. She is 31 years old. <laughs> she has done her. all these things in 31 precious years. What okay, have you so done, Brian? <laughs> my statement is, <laughs> Bridget Mendler has a time machine. Travis, <laughs> okay. yeah, I mean, it's probably the only way you could do all of those things. I'm going to say cap because I think it would be. I've seen Back to the Future. Something bad would happen. We'd all know about it. Butterfly right. effect. So, right. So that would happen. What her name's Bridget M. Yeah. What I can tell you is that people like Bridget, I hate them. <laughs> because that that wow. is such an absurd amount of real accomplishments. Actor, musician, scientist, CEO, mother, like all of these things. Jeez. Any one of A them. Are, are, I think she was um, summa cum laude at Harvard Of course as well. she was. Yeah, yeah. Of course she was. And it's not like she got a degree in political science. It wasn't just picking that at random, just got my hand in the air. These people make all of us feel bad about ourselves. So Bridget, tough luck. Uh, Burke, uh, fact. I don't. I've good for her. I've, you're so you're so angry at her for what, being better than. What you. did you do today? What I, I had not three, as much as her. No, not as much as her. I've had three meetings of that, and I helped with. The, yeah. yeah, she runs a space company, <laughs> and she's a mom. <laughs> And mom, right. yeah, no, she's she's amazing. She's like, I mean, you're not gonna like this reference, but she's Hermione in in Harry Potter yeah, with the time, time turner. turner. Yep, see, you got it. What is the time turner? If it, anybody else would have gotten it, yeah. <laughs> Al, they both like she finished his sentence. Yeah, right? they're both she on knew the same page. I, I believe you guys. Brian, I, I, I believe the the, I the reference is appropriate. I, I just I'm, I'm gonna go it. cap. I'll go cap on the time machine. Um, but yeah, people like this are so fascinating to me and it's not this is even so much better than an example that i'm going to give but you'll have an athlete that's about to get drafted and he's like yeah i was a better baseball player than i was a football player but i'm also in the league and in the nfl (laughs) and i'm a 10-year vet and blah 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 and And i'm dunking basketballs yeah and you're like wait what are you talking about but okay they're athletic and they're unbelievable at the sport that they have She's hitting different fields left and right. Like that, this is the part to me that that throws me off. There's obviously a a, a big respect to that. I, I got you. You just said that. What have you done in the last whatever? <laughs> he said it to me. Okay, so <laughs> uh, one quick story. I, I remember doing my 10 year high school reunion, and a buddy of mine that I knew that decided to go play volleyball at Long Beach State. Uh, he was six eight, six nine. I played basketball with him. 
goes and plays at Long Beach State. And then I'm watching the Olympics. I forget what year it was, probably 2008, something along those lines. I'm like, what? Is David Lee in the Olympics for the USA? Ooh. I see him at our 10-year reunion, and I'm like, bro, what Like, what do you – you just – you got you have a gold medal in the USA for volleyball, and you're coming to the high school reunion. We all look like complete idiots. Like, he's just going up. What did you do over the last 10 years? As he's, He didn't bring his gold medal, but he I'm like, I would have brought my gold medal and That's said, awesome. what have you guys done over the last 10 years? Uh, Brian? Uh, I think this is fact. I don't know how somebody could do all this in that amount of time. It just seems a little impossible to me. Maybe yeah. a little fibbed. I don't know. 31 years old. <laughs> oh, she's lying. She invented the flat capacitor, and now she's able to go all over time and do whatever e- she wants. She's twin. <laughs> right. Right. The story um, comes out. It was all fabricated. So, God, um, awful. We talk a lot about Love is Blind today because it's one of the great shows that's out right now. Me, Brian, Greg all watch it. Love so, it. Love um, it. there's this guy, his name is Jeremy, and he spells his name Jeremy in a stupid way. It's J E R A M Y. So, Jeremy. Yeah, Jeremy. Isn't it M E Y? Either way, it's it's terrible. (laughs) Um, Okay, so, but he is currently, you know, uh, I I haven't finished the whole series, but he met somebody in the pods and is figuring out life with this woman outside of the pods. But this this, uh, season was taped about a year ago. Okay, so it was taped like January 2023 was when they kind of started filming. So Jeremy had been engaged to somebody until uh, December 2022. Okay? Okay. So, about two weeks or so later, he ends up on filming The Love is Blind and meeting somebody else. Okay? So, he was single. It was a quick turnaround. The timeline's tight. Yes. And this came to light because both the woman, the ex-fiance, who has a kid, by the way, and they had a house together, ex-fiance posted about this on Instagram, and ex-fiance's mother posted about it on Instagram. Get the mother posted So, Jeremy is being laid out there. So my statement is, Jeremy. Jeremy, he was single, but he may have been trying to do this before he was single. So th- it is ethical for Jeremy to do this. Berg, factor cap. Oh, I mean, it's cap. You went from being in a, you had a fiance and you left to go onto a reality show to get a fiance a month mm-hmm. later. You had one. What do you? Why do you need to go on and find another one that fast? That's absolutely crazy. It is not ethical. I think he's a hundred percent wrong in this. Al. It's not ethical, so I go cap on this. Here's the only question that I have. Sometimes you're in a relationship, and both of you know, like, hey, it's just a matter of time before this thing expires, and I don't know if that was six months, a year ago. and Maybe they're both still together, but they know that they're done. So I got to imagine that mentally he was already at a space where it's like that relationship's done, but ethical, probably not. Trav? Uh, Al's right with one. The fact that the mom and the ex came off the top rope yeah, leads not. you to believe yeah, that she not. didn't think they were done. Maybe he had checked out right. of the relationship, but that's when he needs to end it, right? And say, listen, I'm not feeling this. I got to go. Uh, of, co- it's, of course, it's 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 cap, cap, I think, is what we're looking for. It is. In Jeremy's mind, <laughs> it may be in his his ethical code may have been met. Like I, I technically didn't do anything wrong. I was single, this, that, and the other thing. But in the universe, it's unethical. But this also sounds like if just from it sounds the, like just, something a man named Jeremy would do. Exactly, <laughs> Jeremy decided that in December he's like, oh, I got I got put onto the show. I need to end this yeah. other relationship so I can go on to this show because you can that get, is no longer right. ethical. You can become famous from the show because, right. well, or like tech, Instagram famous. I mean, are talking about. Your Instagram probably went up to a couple hundred thousand, yeah. maybe a million. Yeah. 
Brian, what do you think? Yeah, Cap, to that point, too, like the application process probably started long before while he was with the other girl, probably. He's so, like, mm-hmm. but this, I feel like this is uh, kind of reality a TV thing. here. I'm a huge fan. <laughs> yeah. You should watch it. It's actually Honestly, Susan very pitched it to me last night. It's honestly it's like very compelling. We finished. We were watching Righteous Gemstones. Okay, Timeshare Second two, yeah. uh, season two, and she says to me, "It was on the queue," and she's like, "Hey, I." Everybody's talking about this. I think we should watch this. I'm like, no, not happening. But you're you're nudging me in the right direction. We'll see. It's, I'm not going to push too hard. Don't push too hard. He's I, not going to watch I it. I will not. I'm just going to say I don't watch any reality shows, period, but I watch this. Her pitch is the best pitch. I think you might like this. Yeah. And then Susan can get it as, us across the finish line. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. I have uh, one last one for you guys. So um, this is going to keep in the love is blind area. So my friend, um, she recently moved to Charlotte. And she lived here for a couple of years. She moved to Charlotte to work for uh, a company over there. And uh, Love is Blind this season is in Charlotte. So um, she, so my friend moves there. She moves like the beginning of January. Uh, I see on her Instagram that she already has a boyfriend as of Valentine's Day. And I was like, oh, mm-hmm. congratulations. Um, you know, must be, you know, love at first sight or affection at first sight, whatever. She's like, oh, yeah, I'm so excited. I texted her yesterday because I was trying are you seeing Love is Blind? You live in Charlotte. I was curious if she had met any of these people. She texted me, um, she texted me, actually, first, I broke up with the, the guy, the huh? boyfriend, and two, I DM'd one of the guys who didn't end up with somebody. Uh, she DM'd uh, this person, Shoot and he, uh, he is a- uh, Not Jeremy. Not Jeremy, and he okay. is uh, communicating with her, let's just say. Okay. Uh, so wow. my friend Indeed. is someone who has this like magnetism about her. Riz? She's beautiful. It's not even Riz. It's kind of Riz, but it's like everybody's in love with her. And it's it's regardless, like friendship love, romance love, everything, she just attracts people to her in a great way. Um, and I feel like that's kind of a superpower. You know, like you, you walk into a room and everyone's attracted to you. So um, if you could have any of these like superpowers, but it's not like flying or invisibility, but like the ability to talk really well, charisma, everything you touch turns to gold, etc. If you could have a superpower like that, you would want everyone to be attracted to you. Alan Fettercap. Cap. That that one doesn't. That one doesn't. Um, that one doesn't pull me in as much as, like we we're talking about the guy that you mentioned that was doing what she's doing by the time she's thirty one. Mm-hmm. It's this able to accomplish so many, juggle so many different things at once, be able to, by the time you're 40 years old, you've done... That, to me, is much more... I'd rather have that, and people, maybe there's more respect Like everything that. you touch turns to gold kind of thing? Yeah. if To have everyone just like me or something like that, that part I'm not as... Be successful in all of your spy missions. That's just... All, kind of exactly. <laughs> in the spy missions, yeah. Trap? There is a superpower that you're describing, because... I have a buddy, what up, Mike, that is the the male oh, equivalent of your few. Every room he walks in, it's like, it's just, guys, can you just leave me alone? Like, women, it's it's unbelievable. I've never seen anything like guys, it. And it happens just leave me alone? every, I'm here with my friends tonight, girls. Seriously, I'm not interested. Oh, come on. Like, literally, please go away. It's It's unreal. So it's a real superpower. I would want the one, and we all got this guy in our group, I think, too, that Everything they try works. Yeah. You know, I invested in this business. It seemed like, bang, it sells. And, you know, me and a couple of guys, we went in on this apartment. And it's like, next thing you know, they got six of them. It's like they just, they everything that they just dip their toe into becomes, you know, they strike oil on all of it. That's the one that I would like to have. Berg? 
So I'd like to have the one that I, I would would love that one with the magnetism and all that. But I, I'd like the one where your brain just works in a in a certain way. Mm. You can look at anything, and like look at something, a word, and create something crazy out like of it. Like Zach Galifianakis. Yeah, and it's and it's, <laughs> in, it's hysterical. Um, like they Fielder. just have you have just a. a a different way of looking at things. I wish mm. I had that superpower because then, you, then you're funnier. You are more interesting. There's a lot of things that come across with that. So that's the one I would want. Brian? Yeah, I'd say Cap. I think uh, the word I'm looking for is maybe like logistics or something, like the language where you could oh, understand. Linguistics. linguistics. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I was like being able to understand anybody in the world or talk to anybody there in the world. There are some people that can pick cool. up languages like that. that. Yeah. Like just oh, yeah. in, in, in a or couple of weeks. six languages yeah. in this yeah. yeah, the same yeah. people that can look at a piano, like hear a song and go, oh, okay, let me play yes. that real fast. Yes, right. that's another good one. Yeah. That's Just like Otani right here. Buenos dias. Yeah. <laughs> we had a dad uh, on one of my son's Little League teams, okay. uh, Fred. What up, Fred? Fred Battaglia, who grew up in, in Switzerland. He's so, Swiss. Fred. And he was at, uh, we were at a Little League game, and somebody went by, and I heard him speaking German. I'm like, oh, because oh, I knew he speaks French. I knew he speaks German and English. He communicated with me in English. I'm like, uh... How many languages do you actually speak? He goes, well, only five, but I can kind of get by in three others, too. He speaks eight. Oh, my I'm like, that gosh. is the that doesn't even compute. Eight? Crazy. Like, I know how to say good morning in, like, three different languages, and I feel like I'm basically an interpreter at the UN. He actually speaks Bonjour. eight. <laughs> Bonjour. There you go. You say goodbye <laughs> in a bunch, but that's... Adios. Yeah. <laughs> Aloha. Sayonara. <laughs> there you, there's, goodbye. There's three. Write, and there they you don't, go. And they don't even have to think when they're doing it. No. It's like, no, no, I got it. Auf Wiedersehen. Uh, we're all losers. The, the takeaway <laughs> from this factor cap is we're we've all, all got no charisma, <laughs> yep. no no intellect, and we're all losers. No logistics or linguistics. <laughs> right, logistics yeah. is UPS, Brian. Right. Linguistics is uh, languages. I know it didn't sound right, but I was like, it's close to this, you know? <laughs> you knew we would get it. Right. He yeah, wants he to learn how to spell, too. Close exactly. enough. You were able to communicate your idea. That's what it's all about. Um, what are the Bears waiting for? That's next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Come on, Bridget. It's a good song. And it builds. She has so many like different like types of music too. She's got poppy stuff. This is more of her like R and B, her like more recent music. And she's a scientist and Come a on, CEO man. of a space company and a mother and all these great things and a beautiful artist. It's a good song. It's not a bad song at all. I have no problem with this song. I don't like this person. <laughs> because she's Makes so me talented. Feel like a loser. 
<laughs> you, you're, you, look, if you're really lucky, you get really good at one thing. If you're really lucky, you get really good at one thing. And almost never do you get two things. And even the people that get two things, they're usually like the example Al was giving earlier. Okay. Like, hey, I'm in the NBA, but believe it or not, I was a better basketball or football player than I was. That's both athletics. That's both the ability to move your body in a way that normal people can't. To be successful in the arts and then be a astrophysicist, Get out of here. like those are the most opposite things in the world. To be a science-brained CEO of a space company, and oh, by the way, I have this beautiful, soulful singing yeah. voice. Get that out of here. That's why they created the term Renaissance man, Renaissance woman. <laughs> yeah. Crazy. She's basically Bridget Baudu with this song. <laughs> by the way, I sometimes when you talk about like your Disney sound, I Kelly had Kelly was our Disney Channel child. Yeah. She she watched a ton of that stuff. And other than iCarly, that was her favorite. Like I know iCarly pretty well. But some of the other stuff was just kind of background noise. I actually knew the right person when you talked about yeah. uh, Good Luck Charlie. Yeah, Good Luck Charlie was just barely over the edge of my Disney Channel watching. What was the one where the two twins lived in the hotel? Sweet Life of Zach and Cody. That's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't then, watch any of that stuff growing up. No? Nothing, no, nothing really. Did you have cable growing up? Yeah, we did. Um, basic cable, but we, we didn't watch. For, for me, it was I'm watching... Winnie the Pooh. I'm watching Tom and Jerry. I'm watch. It's like more of the cartoons that I was stuck to. It was less of the. I, as when I was a kid, it was the mm -hmm. Tom and Jerry and all that kind of stuff. Bugs Bunny and all that. But with my was kids, Steamboat uh, Mickey. <laughs> wasn't St Steamboat Willie? First oh, Steamboat of all. Willie. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> you would know. I, I was waiting for that. <laughs> yes, Steamboat Willie, who I believe now is part of public domain. Yeah, don't worry. John Oliver has a picture with him all over town. Oh, does he? Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, um, Caleb Williams is very likely to be the first pick in the draft. And the current Bears quarterback, Justin Fields, yes? Yes, I still want to call him Josh. Justin Fields. Um, you got me confused on it because I, I, I was about to tell you, no, no, it's Josh. Do you know who Josh Fields is? He's a, he's a journeyman outfielder that's played for like six teams in the major leagues. I just I, – I cannot get it. Anyway, Justin Fields, mm -hmm. who has moments in the NFL where he looks pretty good, and then there are other moments where, yeah, like this isn't going to work. The Bears have kind of been noncommittal in what they're going to do with him, and he defaulted them on Instagram and all this other stuff. So it feels like they're getting towards Caleb Williams. Here's what I don't understand now. See if you can help me with this. Okay. If – you are an executive, a head coach, a general manager, getting ready to select a player, specifically a quarterback, and you're looking at Caleb Williams. What don't you like? Because this 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 is weird to me that they haven't just basically decided. Look, we're going to take Caleb Williams. We're gonna we're gonna move on from Fields. We're gonna go in a different direction because Caleb Williams is the right size. He's mobile. He's very accurate. He appears to really he's love playing NFL. football. Mm -hmm. He there, there's no like. Sometimes you're like, yeah, he's kind of a weird. Like Josh Rosen, right, coming out of UCLA, first round pick. I think he was tenth overall, but it was. Hey, listen, not a great guy. You know, he's hard to get along with. Mm -hmm. Coaches don't like him. There was some buzzy stuff about the. There's none of the buzzy bad stuff about Williams. We've seen with our own eyeballs how good of an athlete he is. Where, where's the red flag? Why is this not a no brainer? I, I don't know if if red flag or no-brainer because I, I think if you ask me right now what are they going to do with their number one pick I, I think they're going to draft him is there a strategy of hey if we just let us do some work in the background let us try to see 
the most that we can get for Justin Fields. And if there's an opportunity or a situation for them, they're in an incredible spot. Because I, I think people don't think Justin Fields is a bum. So it's not like... No, but he's also not a guy that you're 100% sure is a difference maker. Correct. But I think there are enough, enough teams out there that would say, let's take, a, let's take a chance on him. Okay, well, what is that worth? Now, how public do they have to be? I'm not sure. I... I Maybe if if there's not a scenario out there that they they liked what was coming back in return, but I don't think that's going to determine whether they're drafting Caleb Williams or not. I don't need it. Makes sense. It wouldn't make sense of of why that would have a. But when it's Peyton Manning, when it's Andrew Luck, when it was Cam Newton, when it was Joe Burrow, when it was all of these other guys that have gone number one overall. Yep. There was never any. Well, you know, it's just no. This is and you've heard with with Caleb Williams. He's a generational talent. I expect them to do it too. What I don't understand is why there's this gamesmanship of it all because they're gonna do it. You right? You know what I mean? You're not. So are they? I don't know. I keep coming back to that. I keep coming back Mm -hmm. to the. What is it about him that they're not just in love with? Because I can't come up with it. Maybe, well, I've never seen him in a big game. Well, is that really his fault? It's not his fault that the team gave up 100 points a game. He didn't have anything to do with that. He he, he doesn't seem to shy away from the moment. He we, seemed to be very competitive. We, see it, we saw him in a lot of games with SC where – he had to be great for them to win yeah. with all the holes that they had. So, And that's taken on a lot of ranked teams in the Pac-12. It is our snake draft, and it is a very specific theme coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN.